Welcome to the most energetic, positive, happy, and healthy podcast in the world. Living the dream. Dream stands for diet, rest, exercise, attitude, and meaning. I'm your host, certified health coach, motivational speaker, sober since July of 2016, American Ninja Warrior competitor, two-time world record holder, and ultra-marathoner, Matt Scaletti. Here we go! Welcome back, everybody, Living the Dream podcast. We are talking about one of my favorite subjects, which is Interesting because I'm normally a high energy guy. We're talking about the opposite of that, which is sleep. We are discussing quickly today's episode is about improving your sleep. And I have to be honest with you all over the last probably three months, I've sort of been obsessed about sleep and trying to see how I can improve my sleep, make it the most efficient, make it the best rest ever. And I've learned quite a bit, and I want to share that with you all. And these are based on what I've read from other experts and then using the ideas in my own life. So none of the ideas I'm going to mention are something that I have not tried. I've been trying a bunch of different things over the last few months and want to share good, bad, or indifferent how things have gone. My question is, have you ever felt groggy in the morning? And um, I'm laughing because I'm sure, of course, you have. We all have. I have. We all have dealt with that feeling of the alarm goes off and it feels like you just got into bed. And you're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I got to get up now. The other question I have for you, which I think is interesting because this has happened to me as well, Have you ever been tired at like 2, 3, 4, 5 p.m., like really tired, feeling like you could fall asleep at any moment? And then that same day, that same night when you go to bed, you're wide awake or you start to get your second wind at 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. You ever had that happen? I know I have. At 9 p.m. sometimes I start to ramp up and I'm thinking, oh, I don't want this. I want the opposite to start happening. So these books that I've read, I'm learning about sleep, and I can say my favorite book of all the ones I've read is this Sleep Smarter book. I've posted on social media a few times. Sean Stevenson wrote it, and it's 21 Essential Strategies to Sleep Your Way to a Better Body, Better Health, and Bigger Success. It's also funny. There's a lot of funny comments in there by the author, as well as some great points. And I just want to share some of the things that I've learned throughout the last few months. Now, before we get into it, I think it does depend on your family dynamic, your home, your apartment, wherever you live. I live by myself. I'm single. So I have full control over my sleep. And if you have a spouse or you have kids or dogs, I understand that it's all going to be different depending on who is around you. But at the same time, we still have control, at least some control over what we do right before bed, right? You have control over some things going on, hopefully, in your home. Even if you have kids, whenever they go to bed and they're sleeping, now you have control over what you do before you go to bed right? If you're married or you have somebody living with you, you can say to them, I want to start a new habit of 
whatever that is. And you have some control over that. And you can bring these suggestions to the table. Either way, no matter what your dynamic is, I think these ideas are going to be for all. And I hope they are because I want to add value to you. So we're diving right in. The first one I think is the simplest. You may have heard this before. I read about it in this Sleep Smarter book. I've Googled it. I've done some research on it. And I think it's the simplest because you can change this, boom, tonight if you wanted to, which is the temperature in the bedroom. Temperature in the bedroom. Now, I thought before doing a lot of research that it was right around 65 degrees. And that did turn out to be true. But there is a range. I've seen, if you Google it, the first thing that comes up is between 60 and 67 degrees Fahrenheit. In the book Sleep Smarter that I am referring to, the author talks about between 60 and 68 degrees. So we have an automatic drop in body temperature when we're getting ready for rest. And that's why having a cooler room can help propel you and get you into sleep quicker, or that is the hope. And I'm sure we've all had this. I know I've had this. Definitely had it when you're like camping or if you're in a cabin or something and it's summertime and it's like 80 degrees in the cabin, I have a really hard time falling asleep. And I think it's partially in my head, but it's also, this is the truth. This is science backing this, that a cooler room can get you to sleep and stay sleeping better. So I think it depends on you, your family, your spouse, et cetera, what the right temperature is. I've been using 66 degrees for me, seems to be a sweet spot. I tried 62 in the in my apartment and it was just, I think it was too cold for me. I got to sleep, but then I would wake up and be a little chilly. Sometimes I have a tendency to move the covers off of me while I'm sleeping, even if it's cold. So for whatever reason, I tried 62, 64, 66, and 68. And for whatever reason, trying a few nights each, 66, 65 to 66 seems to be where I landed. But you can give this a shot. You can turn the temperature on, you know, try it. Maybe you start slow at 68. Like if you're normally at 70, maybe you start with 68, make it a little bit cooler. And and most of the books and research do say it could differ slightly person to person. I think that was the quickest one that you can boom, try immediately. I mean, it takes five seconds to go over to the thermostat and lower it or, or raise it depending on where you are and give that a shot. So that's number one. Number two, is the one that I may spend the most time on because it has impacted me the most by far. It's been a huge difference in my sleep. And that is, again, I'll reference this Sleep Smarter book and a Google will save something very similar to this, I think. Shutting, and this might be the hardest thing to do, but I'm going to say it anyways. Shutting down electronics 90 minutes before bed. Now, full disclosure is, I am shooting for at least 30 to 45 minutes. And I've been hovering right around an hour. Typically, I'm in bed around 9 to 9.30 on my phone. I have an alarm that goes off at 8.15. And it's like, boom, if I'm out, the alarm goes off. If I'm in, alarm goes off. And okay, I'm putting the phone away. I'm putting the computer away. I'm not looking at screens anymore, and I'm going to read, do some sort of meditation, yoga, whatever it is, shutting down the devices. Again, the book quotes 90 minutes. 
mean, you can start at 30 minutes and work your way up. I'm shooting for 60 minutes myself. It has made a massive impact on my sleep. And I don't know if this is in my head or it's actually happening, but over the last month, at least a month, a little bit longer than that, I have had no electronics in the bedroom. And by the way, one way to do this, and a lot of these books suggest this as well, is to buy a cheap alarm clock and put it in your bedroom only because then how many times have you looked at your phone to set your alarm and then 20 minutes goes by because you're scrolling Instagram or you're on, you know, you're looking at the news. And now if you're looking at the news, you're probably stressed out because you're seeing all the bad things that are happening in the world. And now it's even harder to fall asleep. Right. So if you have an alarm clock, you can't look at the news on the alarm clock. I'm talking old school $10 alarm clock. And you can use that in the bedroom. That's something that I believe works. Now, I know that some will say, because this has happened to me, what if the electricity goes out? I understand that you could have a backup on your phone, but not bringing the phone in the bedroom has been a huge help for me. And I want to say this just because I want to be transparent with everybody. When I started living alone again, I fell into a habit that I used to do like 12 years ago, which is I would put a screen on and now it would be an iPad and I would watch a comedy show before bed. I would be laying in bed with the iPad probably two feet from me and watching a comedy show. And I thought in my head, it just put me in a good mood and I would start to trail off like 20, 30 minutes into the show and then shut it off. Well, it was forcing me to stay up longer than I needed to stay up. The sleep was worse. I'm looking at the blue screen that was right in front of my face right before bed. One of the massive shifts that I made And it's because of the reading about this and learning the importance of getting this sleep and how it could be affecting my daily life, my attitude, my mood, my health, et cetera. This artificial blue light emitted by these screens triggers your body to produce more daytime hormones, aka like cortisol, and it disorients your body's natural preparation for sleep. That's the research. There's a study in Boston that is talked about on Google as well as in these books People who use an iPad before sleep, like I was doing, but they were using this to read. If they're using an iPad before sleep to read versus somebody who's reading a physical book, the differences in their sleep was staggering. And it's obvious, but the people that were using the iPad in the bed before sleeping didn't get to sleep as fast, didn't have as good of sleep as somebody that was reading a physical book. It was a huge difference. And I took this to heart and I thought, okay, I need to start reading a physical book and not watching a comedy show or not reading on the iPad, getting rid of that blue light. Again, I'm doing a minimum of 30 to 45 minutes before bed. And it's just been incredible. First off, how fast I'm falling asleep. And I like to read. Normally I read sitting up in a good posture because I will get tired if I read. So now reading a book in bed I'm talking within five or 10 minutes, I'm fading and then I shut the light off, boom, and I'm gone. It's amazing. I I just can't believe how much quicker I've been falling asleep and how much better I've been staying asleep throughout the whole night. So that's the main key. We're going to move on to another point, but shutting down the electronics, let's say 60 to 90 minutes before bed. And I think that can be the most challenging one, especially with the phone. We all know what's going on. Technology is everywhere. But I think if we take that seriously, 
and you can get to sleep faster if you take up this one. I mean, you think about it. You have all day and a lot of the night to be on your phone, right? If you wake up at 6 a.m. and you go to bed at, let's say, 10 p.m., right? You have until from 6 a.m. to, let's say, 9 p.m. to be on your phone, to be on the computer, to be on the iPad, right? Give yourself that last hour for you. And whatever the idea is, and there's been studies that show that people have a hard time figuring out what to do if they're not looking at a screen. That was one of the, it was kind of funny to see the study. People were kind of confused, like, wait, I can't watch Netflix. I can't be on my phone. I can't be on my iPad. Like, what else is there, right? You can read a book. You can meditate. If you're into it, you can pray. You can just close your eyes and think. You can journal. Many different things you can do besides having a screen. And I think this is the what I've noticed in myself, the most powerful one that I took from these different books. That's number two, shut down electronics 60 to 90 minutes before bed. Number three is to reframe your idea of sleep, reframe my idea of sleep. I thought this was the most interesting one because I never thought about this before and we'll see what you think about it. So, and I think this said it in more than just this sleep smarter book, but reframing your idea of sleep. So instead of seeing sleep as some obstacle that we have to work around, right? Thinking of it like, oh, I just, I have to sleep, right? Almost like a chore, almost like a negative thing. If we see it as a special treat, right? If we see it as a, oh, I get to go to sleep tonight and I get to cuddle up next to if you have a loved one or your dog or just by yourself. And it's like, it's like a reward for the day. And that reframe, and I've been using that in conjunction with the reading a physical book before sleep, it's helped me. It really has helped me reframe it. Instead of thinking, okay, I have to sleep. Like, let's, let's schedule this out. It's like, you're as excited about this as you are a boring meeting. That's not good. Now seeing it as a reward, seeing it as I'm going to rejuvenate my body. This is a great thing I'm going to do for my health. It's been a big differentiator for me. I don't know if that will help you or not. I hope it does. But reframing your idea of sleep and how you feel about it could help with sleep patterns. So those are the three talked about on improving sleep, the temperature in the room. That seems to be the quickest and easiest one, especially from the feedback I've gotten from some of you. Shutting down electronic devices 60 to 90 minutes before bed, reframing your idea of sleep. A couple random tips that I noticed from some of these different books. One of them was fascinating, and I'm sure a lot of you know this, but getting sunlight, science has proven this, that getting sunlight can help with your sleep. And from the research that I've seen in these books, morning sunlight can be the best time. And I, I don't know that it it's matters if it's, it's not a bad thing to go out in the afternoon, but it said the morning sunlight, and I don't, I don't remember the exact reason why it was the morning versus afternoon or, or evening on why that was the best, but studies have shown 30 plus minutes of getting sunlight outside during the morning or during the day can be very beneficial to your sleep pattern. And I think even if it's 10 minutes, I love going outside for a walk midday, like at 11 a.m. noon. It just rejuvenates me for the second half of the day. One final thing, which I thought was fascinating because I did not know this, is the sleep cycle. The average sleep cycle is 90 minutes long. 
So if you slept for 90 minutes, you could get one sleep cycle in. So if you sleep, so that's an hour and a half. You sleep for three hours, that's two sleep cycles. You sleep for six hours, that would be four sleep cycles. And this book, Sleep Smarter by Sean Stevenson, makes the claim, and this is what I thought was really interesting, that you want to be careful of waking yourself up in the middle of a sleep cycle. So if you think about it, six hours of sleep is four 90-minute sleep cycles, right? Seven and a half hours of sleep is five 90-minute sleep cycles. And he was making an interesting claim that it's almost better to sleep seven and a half hours than it is to sleep eight hours. Because if you sleep eight hours, that would wake you up in the middle of the sixth sleep cycle. If you sleep seven and a half hours, it's exactly five sleep cycles. I've tried this, but I haven't seen a huge difference between getting seven and a half hours or or at least trying to fall asleep and giving myself seven and a half hours versus eight hours. I haven't seen a huge difference, but maybe it's it's different based on each individual. I thought that was interesting, but the most across the board, it shows the average sleep cycle is 90 minutes. And I thought that was interesting. Okay. Last tip. I think you probably already know this, but I'm going to throw it out there anyways. Caffeine curfew, having a caffeine curfew. It seems like across the board, giving yourself a minimum of six hours of cutting the caffeine off before you go to bed, and some will show seven to eight hours, that can affect sleep. So if you go to bed, let's say you go to bed at nine and you have coffee at two, three, four p.m., that could affect your sleep patterns according to studies and according to these books. So there you go. There's a few little bonus tidbits in there. The takeaway I would give you all is we always end this with a takeaway. Try one of these ideas. I can't even begin to say how impactful this has been on not only my sleep, but as we all know, the sleep affects everything. It affects everything. And I think saying excuses, which is what I did for years, like, I don't want to learn about this sleep stuff, or I have kids, this sleep stuff, it's never going to happen until they graduate high school. It can happen. There are ways to improve sleep, no matter how many kids you have. If you have a spouse, if you have dogs, I think there are ways, if you stay open-minded, that you can improve your sleep. And again, I mentioned it before, but just to tell you the most powerful one that I've noticed is the screen time, shutting off the screens a bare minimum of 30 minutes before bed, and it's been consistently 60 minutes before I go to sleep, has been a huge difference in my sleep. And I, I still can't believe, I'm still sort of in shock at how quick I'm falling asleep when I shut off all electronics an hour before bed, and then I read for 10 minutes right as I'm laying in bed. It's just incredible how my sleep has improved. My energy has improved during the day because the sleep is better. My workouts are better in the morning. I feel more refreshed. It's just changing. It's changing me in a positive way. I hope you got some great info out of this. I just wanted to add some value. I feel like I've learned a lot and I just wanted to hopefully give you a couple tidbits you can use in your life. I hope this helped you. I hope you're sleeping great. I hope you sleep great tonight and I hope you got something out of this. We will see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful next seven days. Thanks for listening to another episode of Living the Dream with Matt Scaletti. I'm so grateful for you. Please share this podcast on your social media so others can benefit from this valuable content. 
Also, please subscribe to my podcast because if you aren't, I am watching you. (laughs) Check me out on social media and message me if you need me as your keynote speaker at Matt Scaletti on social media. I respond to all messages. Thanks and I love you so much.